Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Everything we've done since training camp is we want to earn the right to be a playoff team. Christian Glove save! Mike Smith! A game saver! And he got run over by Zach Cassian. He like one of those top teams, and we're working our way to that level. Connor McDavid danced around Morgan Riley. Denied by Smith, who saves the game again. Josh Archibald wins the game! My message today is we're trying to win. One-timer score! Leon Dreisaitl right circle! No risk, no game. And now we're going to have a goalie for action! This is NHL overtime! This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Leon Dreisaitl. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. by the title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from digitex.ca, e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. This is Oilers now. Uh, a little bit of a late start as Jason Kenny's presser wrapped up. Uh, we will bring you uh, once it drops, once we get it confirmed in terms of timing-wise, the uh, media availability coming up with Tyler Shandro, the provincial health minister. A lawyer, by the way, by trade. So he's kind of like Tedros, you know, who uh, isn't a doctor but heads up an important area. Uh, nonetheless, uh, on a provincial jurisdiction at the Alberta level, not the World Health Organization. Anyhow, coming up on today's show, lots of guests to get to. We're going to uh, jam as much uh, show as we can into a back the next hour and a half we will have elliot friedman from nhl hockey and rogers sportsnet's mark specter and uh, time permitting oilers radio play-by-play voice jack michaels you can reach us at any time on a river Cree resort and casino hotline 780-496-0063 enjoy the new smoke-friendly expansion embers once we get running back up when does that occur only time will tell. Uh, Embers at the River Creek Resort Casino. You can text us at any time, 780-496-0063. Our new Ashley Fine Floors text line, Ashley Fine Floors, ready for your kids' pregame warm-up. All right, lots of news, obviously, over the last uh, 24 to 48 hours about what the National Hockey League might do. 
these are interesting times, to say the least, challenging times. I hope all of you listening to the show are uh, staying safe and uh, practicing your social distancing and all those sort of things. And I know I, I can speak for uh, virtually all of you that are tremendously appreciative of all the uh, uh, all the people out there that are keeping uh, things going for us. You know, the doctors, the nurses, the truck drivers, the people that work in the grocery stores, all those sort of people that are doing key and critical roles at this time just reinforces again that guys like myself are privileged to work in what is known as the toy department of life numbers yesterday from alberta edmonton now down to 12 percent of the COVID-19 cases in the province of Alberta, under 100 active cases. So Edmonton relatively lightly hit, obviously, a couple outbreaks at southern Alberta. Meatpacking plants that basically result in about 18% of the province's cases. Just, uh, you know, Alberta is testing heavily. That's a good thing. They need to keep it going. Uh, testing is going to be a big part of things moving forward once we get back up and running as well. And to illustrate this point, uh, the province of Bur- uh, British Columbia, as of yesterday, had only done 58% of the tests of Alberta. This despite having twice as many people in an ICU and... Uh, twice as many people currently in hospitals as well and having a population of 700,000 more people. That said, many would suggest that BC is actually ahead of Alberta right now in uh, in dealing uh, with this situation. Edmonton benefiting, that's a given, so let's keep it going here and we'll see where it all leads to us down the road as we go into today's top story brought to you by Grey Rock Exteriors. Mother Nature wreaks havoc on your home. Book your free no-obligation inspection today at greyrockexteriors.ca and you know, Edmonton, uh, as I mentioned, under 100 active cases, nine of the 68 people that unfortunately have passed away due to COVID-19 in the province of Alberta in Edmonton, uh, eight of which were men 60 plus, 60 to 80. And it's, it's a sad story, but it is also an illustration that there are far worse hit places uh not just in the province, but in the country. Quebec, uh, another 97 passing away today. The province of Quebec, by the way, up to 1,340 of close to the 2,300 deaths in Canada. That's roughly 58%. Obviously, we've discussed this situation with old age homes, uh, the challenges in those nursing home facilities moving forward. We know those standards are going to be increased. It's going to be an absolute given. What is not an absolute given is if and when we come back. I would say that uh, talking to some individuals in hockey circles over the last 48 hours, that there may be a little bit of a persuasive feeling out there that the chances might be increasing with some regionalization of where the games may take place. A lot's got to happen. One of the advantages that the NHL has is there's other sports leagues in countries that are ahead of Canada and the United States right now that we can learn from. And uh, uh, you got to learn and you got to pay attention. So it, it's it's going to be intriguing to see, uh, you know, how things get started up. Uh, and I, you'd be naive to believe that some of the leading experts in the world that are respectively working with the leagues aren't in contact with the other leagues. Now, one of the things that likely has to happen is we have to have rapid responsibility in testing and something that could get back a uh, 
a test result, you know, a half hour uh, to an hour or something like that. And the other thing that has to have is happen is we have to get greater control of this thing so we have a decreased amount of actual tests that are currently being done done because we'd have it more under control. So we'll wait and see how all that plays out. Uh, again, we're going to try to have some fun on today's edition of Oilers Now as we go into the Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Brian Burke was on the show yesterday for our friends at Canadian Power Pack. He had this to say in the prospect of having divisional hosts for NHL games. First off, you got NBA Complex in Dallas and Toronto. So that, that would be a problem right out of the... The NBA is going to try and go just like we are. They're going to go and try and play as soon as they get the green light. Yeah. So that, that for that reason, I would say Dallas and Toronto don't make sense to me. Edmonton makes perfect sense. Um, Pittsburgh uh, makes some sense. I'm not, their practice facility is quite a ways from the rink. But I don't know how much practice. I think practice is important, but I don't know how much practice is going to be between games. I'm guessing this is going to have to be ugly and compact. Yes. But otherwise, it makes sense. you got NHL buildings, as Gary calls, the back of house, dressing rooms, medical room, uh, press box, setup, camera locations. Everything meets our standards. Lighting, temperature, ice, it's all to our standards. We don't need to check anything. Makes sense to me. Going into an NBA building, though, to me, makes no sense. I would rather go put uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul. They have a basketball team, of course, but they play in Minneapolis. Right. Put St. Paul on on that list ahead of one of those two teams and uh, maybe St. Louis. Brian, who's a terrific guest on the show. Uh, Okay, I get his comment about Dallas. Realistically, there are 30 teams in the NBA. Do you think if they did a regional play down, they'd play in the one Canadian city in the league? If they are fortunate enough to get it started, do you think they're going to Toronto? As good as Toronto has been, I mean, I know they're the, the reigning world champions in the NBA, but I think logic dictates that Toronto probably would not be in the mix for the NBA. But it's a valid point nonetheless, and that is it. We're allowed to have a wide range of uh, opinion uh, on the show. You can be socially left or you can be a hard fiscal righty out there, and maybe somewhere you're in the middle. Wide range of opinions, okay. All right. Uh, now, we relayed the story, uh, and it was written, and I always like to credit the source. Daniel Nugent Bowman from The Athletic got a quote from Kevin Lowe saying that he was nervous when the Oilers got Leon Dreisaitl because he thought he saw, or he said he saw, Brian Burke and Brad Trey leaving high-fiving. This was in the 2014 draft. The Oilers took Dreisaitl at three. That left Sam Bennett at four to Calgary. Brian Burke, who was working with the Flames organization, had this to say. And I'm just as paranoid of the draft as Kevin is. If I'd have seen them doing it, I would have said, "Hey, hey what's going on?" Uh, right. No, we we were very. We're, if you remember, in that draft, Aaron Ekblad was a consensus number one for everybody. Yep. But the lists were all different after that. For two, three, four, five, right down to ten. And if you look, the the bandwidth of players went. There, there are decent players in there, and guys that have turned into good players. But the bandwidth is pretty narrow. And you could argue right now, Kevin Fiala might be the best guy out of that next group, but probably William Nylander going to this. Yeah, Michael Dalcall, Jake Vertanen, good yep. players. Yep. And, and big forwards. We were looking for a big forward. So we were high-fiving that Buffalo took Sam Reinhardt. 
Because now we know no matter what you do, we're getting dry sidle. No matter what Edmonton does, we get Leon dry sidle or we get Sam Bennett. We really like those two. And we weren't sure what Edmonton was going to do. So we spent a lot of time on, on dry sidle. Tree and I took him out for supper and uh, we had the whole staff interview him like we typically do. But then we took him out for dinner near the airport in Toronto. Yep. Remember, we went to the Chop restaurant, the steakhouse that's owned by uh, Tom Gillardi, the old Tennessee. Yes. And there's one out by the airport, and we took him there. We were really impressed with him as a hockey player, but we are just as impressed with him as a person. All right, so that's Brian Burke, and he appears every Thursday in Oilers now. Last night on Inside Sports, Reed Wilkins and 1987 Consmite Trophy winner Ron Hextall, who I will be the first to admit was one of my least favorite players in the National Hockey League. Uh, Ron Hextall on Reed's show last night had this to say on the fact that the Flyers battled back from 3-1 down and battled back in all three victories that they got in that best-of-seven series back in 87. We just had a never-say-die attitude. We were down, as you mentioned, 3-1. to one. We were down by a couple goals, I think, in game five and six and came back. Our team, it was a really special group. We were beat up. Timmy Kerr was out. Davey Poulin had crack ribs. Mark Howe had a bad bat. I mean, we were we were taped together. We were a mass unit because of what we'd went through prior. I think we played 26 out of a possible 28 games. And at that time, you played every other night. It wasn't like now where you have the two days between games. I think the only time we had two days was between six and seven. Um, but it was a... It was a battle all the way through, and our team was. It was a special group of guys, and just our our attitude and willingness to block a shot, and no selfishness. It was just all about winning, and and we believed in ourselves as a group, despite the fact that we might have been playing the greatest team of all time, certainly arguably, and player for player, we didn't match up to them. I mean, if you start with you know, matching their top center with ours and wings and D and everything else. I mean, it wasn't. But we had certainly the best team that I've ever witnessed in terms of getting everything out of everybody. And that is why I believe the 87 Oilers team and not the 85 team that was voted the best team in NHL history by the fans. I believe the 87 team was better. We're going to have that conversation coming up with Mark Spector just after 1 o'clock. All right. Uh, it is 1223 at Edmonton. We're going to bolt to a break. And we'll- with threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We come back in Oilers Now NHL today for Drew Shamahorn and his group at Elite Promotional Marketing. This is Oilers Now. 
I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Jet. Brandon, did you watch the NFL draft last night at 1226 in Edmonton? Did you see any of that last night? The whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, uh, I, I've i never been a Miami Dolphins fan, uh, but I, I'm very interested to see how uh, Tua Tagovailoa ends up uh, doing with the Miami Dolphins uh, organization. That's I tend to be more a fan of players. Like, I, you know, I kind of believed in Lamar Jackson, and I'm not surprised that he's, uh, you know, never bet against uh, somebody that's driven. That's that's a rule of thumb. So very intriguing storylines there. Let's get to NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing, building tailored branded programs where your order is done on time every time at Elite Promotional Marketing. Here's Brendan Escott. Not much doing over the last couple of days here out of the league. The Columbus Blue Jackets, though, did sign Latvian goaltender Elvis Merzlikens to a two-year contract extension worth $2 million per season. The 26-year-old went 13-9-8 last year with a 2.35 goals against average, a 9.23 save percentage. I believe he had, like... It was a pretty long shutout streak in a row. He might have had five or so shutouts as a rookie. Uh, and that move does come less than a week after they signed their starter, Jonas Corposalo, to a two-year deal. That's at $2.8 million per season. Linus Sandin, the brother of Leafs defenseman prospect Rasmus, will sign an entry-level contract with the Philadelphia Flyers as soon as they can clear some of these minor bureaucratic issues they're having, getting them out of, uh, out of Scandinavia over there. He did play in the Swedish Hockey League last year with HV71 finished third in scoring with 19 goals as a 23-year-old. An interesting report here from Brendan Gallagher, Bob. It says the NHLPA has not at all discussed the prospect of playing hockey in the summer and that the headlines that we're seeing regarding to that are likely coming from ownership, not the players. He also said that uh, he'd rather, unless they find some nice extended playoff format, he'd rather the league just set its sights on next season. So interesting, interesting words from the Edmonton product. Well, uh, yeah, well, his, his father's never been afraid to speak his mind on some issues. Uh, one thing about his dad, he tended to say it right to your face, and, and often it ended badly for you, as I recall. But uh, anyhow, I digress. 12.28 in Edmonton, time will tell in that regard as to what happens. Um, I mean, look, Drew Doughty had some, you know, said that it should be done too. Of course, Drew's team's considerably out of the playoff mix at this stage as well. Uh, let's do this. Off to a ongoing uh, COVID-19 pandemic global news weather traffic update coverage uh, with Eileen Bell when we come back for the River Creek Resort and Casino, Elliot Friedman. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.